Welcome to the Swim Swam podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, we've got a very special guest. She is just finishing up her first semester as a freshman at Wisconsin. We've got Phoebe Bacon. Hi. Phoebe, how's it going? It's going good. I'm home for the holidays right now, so which is nice. just finish up swimming with NCAP? Yes, I did. That's... Okay. How is, how is holiday training with, with your old club team going? It's a little different because of COVID right now, but it's my coach is still pounding on the yards and we're still, <laughs> we're still working hard. <laughs> nice. Um, so I'm, I want to get more into NCAP in a little bit, but like I said, you just finished your first semester at Wisconsin. Um, that included going to the U.S. Open in Des Moines, um, where you put up some some pretty solid times. Let's let's start with that. How did you feel like U.S. Open went, and where were you heading into that meet? Well, I would say heading into the meet, it was going to be the first racing opportunity that I would have since almost February of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> So one, it was just kind of exciting to get to go to a meet and finally have some real racing, put on a suit and, um, also being able to race Reagan just made it even better. Cause I know we both kind of tend to swim well racing each other and it was good to like see each other. So it was just another meet, but a little bit more exciting. And, um, I thought it went pretty well for, for it being the first meet back. Um, it was a little different than a typical meet as I would say just about anybody would probably say about that went to one of the U S open sites. Um, but I really, I really enjoyed getting to race and I had a good time. Yeah. I was going to say, I know I went to the San Antonio location and, you know, they split the sessions between men and women they, you know, it was one heat behind the blocks. They would go, they would get out, they would walk away. Next heat would come up. I mean, what was your experience with, with having to um, abide by COVID precautions and just was, did that impact your mentality heading into the races at all? I would say the only, the biggest impact that COVID kind of had, at least that I felt was the whole only having like timed finals. I wasn't really given that you, nobody was given the opportunity to swim a prelims in the morning and then a finals at night. And I would say that was the only biggest effect because um, I tend to be, I feel a, a nighttime swimmer, kind of like that final swim, having that second swim to fix whatever you felt you needed to work on from the morning. So going into the meet, I really had to change my perspective and be like, it's one swim. I have to get it done. I have to know what I'm doing, which was a little odd because last time I think I've been to like a timed finals meet was when I was like a really small age grouper. So yeah. it was a little different. 
Yeah, I think it was it was funny talking to some some people about um, just the t- the whole time finals thing. It's obviously a bit of a different format. I know you know Canadian tri- Canadian Olympic trials are now switching to timed finals, which you know is just is is kind of crazy, and that's the adaptions that have been made in this environment, and it's it's definitely different. Um, so you, so you hadn't raced before U.S. Open properly in a meet since February. Yeah. No, no real meat, you know, little like let's suit up, get up on the blocks kind of things, but nothing where you have like your officials, your timers, touch pads in and everything. Okay. So that's, yeah. I mean, c- congratulations on getting that under your belt. <laughs> um, but so let's, let's break it down. You know, this, this all started in mid-March. Um, I mean, take me through those first few months of quarantine and how you were able to react and adapt to all these big changes. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, going into March, I was gearing up for, or not gearing up, getting ready for NCSAs down in Orlando, kind of like we always do. We got the call that it got shut down and it was definitely a few days of panic as we kind of wound down to our last days at, of uh, training at the my regular training club pool, American University. And once we kind of got booted from there, it turned into what pool can we get to next? Will we be at this pool for the next two, three months? How do I still stay in the mindset of training for Olympic trials without having Um, not unlimited, but having limited access to pools and all, um, which ended up, I got not stuck. I'm grateful that I got stuck in, in my, in a little, I think it was like a 15 yard indoor basement pool of, of, it was a family friend's house that had it. (laughs) And I was grateful to swim in there for, I want to say maybe a month or two um and from that 15 yard pool we ended up finding having another friend that had it was maybe an 18 yard pool that was outdoors (laughs) upgrade Um, yeah yeah and we brought like lane ropes into that one like set up some flags kind of all in his like backyard area uh then i was there for another month few weeks or so um, until finally, uh, some pools over in Virginia started to open up like a little bit more, a lot with a lot of precautions, like one start at one end, one summer start at the other, like never, never coming into contact the whole, wear your mask, walking on deck, wear it behind the block. Um, and so we finally got out to Virginia, started swimming at the Y and Tyson's it's, it's one of the end cap sites. Um, and it was just train, 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 like even once like Olympic trials was like said to get like cancel or push back to the next year, it was still like, I got to keep my head in the game. I got to stay focused. It's not like it, this opportunity is gone. It's just another year away. And, uh, I've talked with like a few different people about it and, me being so young, I, I turned 18 just a few months ago. I, I have time. 
I, an extra year is not a bad thing. It's, it's honestly, it could be a help in that sense. Um, then August came around and I was heading off to college, heading off to Wisconsin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a lot of different pools, but so were you ever out of the water for an extended period at all? I was thankfully not. I know many, many people were. I was very thankful to have, be able to set up immediately with that family friend that has the pool in their like basement. Um, it was kind of like, as soon as we started hearing like, oh, this pool's about to close down, where can I get to next? And I I had my, my coach reached out, I reached out and it's kind of it, how the pool was, it allowed for us to gain access without going through their house, putting them at risk or them putting us at risk for getting COVID. Um, so we could kind of come in. I was just able to swim and then we were able to leave. Uh, so I think the longest time I was out of the water technically, uh, was only like two or three days. That's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, especially given these situations, tell me about swimming in the 50, in this first 15 yard pool. Um, Obviously that's very different. I mean, what do you feel like you gained? What kind of, what kind of work are you even able to do in a 15 yard pool? I definitely got better at my turns. <laughs> um, it, it, it was, it's like, it's, it's a pool. I, I got to swim. We, I was definitely not doing the same yardage and amount of swimming that I would have been doing in a regular pool and all, but I was staying in the water. I was trying I was just staying in shape. I'd go home. I'd still do my dry land workouts, just like out in the driveway. My dad always like joined in to do them with me. Um, and really it was just, it, it was just stay in shape, stay swimming, stay in shape. If it meant we suited up a few times in the little 15 meter pool. And if it meant I did a 200 that was God, how many laps, like 12 laps. Like I did it. <laughs> Yeah. It, it was just keep stay in shape and stay in the water. How many strokes did you take per lap? Uh, probably about two. It was like one here and then one for the flip. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. kind of pop up at the other end flags and flip turn. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, did you, you know, you mentioned your turns got better did you, um, I mean, did you, uh, like on purpose, would you shorten your underwater so that you could get more swimming in or was, was there a lot of technique work or, I mean, what, tell me about what specifically you did in that pool. Um, uh, we definitely, we did a lot of, uh, like taking like the stretch cords. I think a lot of people kind of like saw this over the quarantine, like tying it up to a tree so you can like swim in place. Mm. So I spent a lot of time doing the like swimming in place and playing around with different paddles on my hands, uh, a lot for backstroke, like watching where my catch was filming it underwater. So there was a big technique component to the entire swimming in the shorter pool. Cause what I, what, yeah, what else do you do? I can't, I can't jump in and go like 8,000 yards. Um, 
So hopping on the stretch cord and then working tempo, throwing in a tempo trainer and just seeing, can I hold my 200 backstroke tempo? Can I hold it for two minutes, like 30 seconds off, two minutes on? Um, a lot of technique stuff there. And then when it came to underwaters, uh, my club coach, Tim Kelly, he would sometimes be like, push them, like go to, go to the flags, go to the, basically kick underwater to the wall, take a breath, kick underwater to the next wall. And then sometimes you'd be like, shorten it up, get a few extra strokes in. So it was just a mix learning kind of what we could do and how much we could do. Yeah. I mean, so, so it sounds like it was productive for sure. You know, and you, you, you stayed in shape, learned some new things. Then you graduate to the 18 yard pool was that much of a difference at all? It surprisingly was. I, it ran like as, as crazy as that sound, <laughs> that extra two, three yards. It, that's a full cycle of backstroke, or that's a full butterfly stroke. Um, you could, it still wasn't amazing, but we could do a little bit more swimming and. Mm. We also had some fun in that pool. Since it was outside, we could do like some running dives in it. Like it wasn't all just come to the pool, swim, 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 get out, leave. Um, my coach knew that we were, or I was showing up to this practice because I, I wanted to be there. And he understood kind of the fact, like I do have to, it does have to be fun. Swimming has to be fun. I, there's no no other response like it has to be fun if you want to be there uh so he made sure to like add in all sorts of fun stuff uh we did we still stuck with a lot of the like on the court doing tempo focus and underwater stuff like watching it technique but we were also able to get in a few more yards which was nice yeah that that sounds nice. And I, I mean, through this process, swimming in 15 slash 18 yard pools, obviously it's a great opportunity, but you know, you mentioned swimming has to be fun. doesn't seem like always the funnest. If, if like you said, you're, you're, the mentality is still, I need to be training. I, I need to be in shape. I need to be getting better. I mean, did you have just emotionally or mentally, did you have up, up and down periods during the time when you were in those, you know, n n not <laughs> ideal pools? Um, I would definitely say, yeah, I did. It, it, it got really hard to be like Olympic trials just got pushed back a year. Why do I need to come to the pool right now? Or why do I need to swim in this 15 yard pool that's 84 degrees? What, what is this doing to me? There's no point. And like, there was periods of that throughout the entire quarantine part. And it, it's still, and I think my coach could tell like when I was kind of just getting bothered and I was just like, Oh, I'm here again. Like another, another practice in this little pool. And he was able to like tell those things. And I just had to like, kind of keep my mind to it, even though I was, all I wanted to do was like, I want to break. I want to break. I want to break. Mm -hmm. I just had to like stay focused and be like, 
I'm doing this for a reason. My coach has a plan. I need to follow him. He know like he knows what he's doing. Um, and how can I come to practice and have more fun? What can what can I do on my side that's going to bring me more joy in in showing up to these practices to keep me here? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, were you at, were you doing these practices solo or did you have teammates joining you also? Um, I was thankful. I had my little brother as one of them. He's 13, 14. Um, so he was able to come with me to all the practices and then, or most of them. And then my, my Tim Kelly's, uh, son, Jordan, who's another, he think he's two or three years younger than me he was showing up to the practices as well uh but it was kind of like us three just pushing away and working hard working hard and working with what we had yeah i mean that that kudos to you that's that that's (laughs) mentally that sounds like a difficult situation obviously a global pandemic is a difficult situation but um yeah. I mean, swimming, swimming in a 15 yard pool every day with no break and it doesn't sound easy, but it no. seems like you got a lot from it. Um, and so then once, once you graduated from the 18 yard pool, what, what kind of, what kind of work were you guys putting in then? We kind of went back to where would, where would we be at this time in the summer and just started training and training and my, my coach and, uh, the coach of the silver group, which is like the, the slightly younger kids um, under us, they, they cut, they laid out a plan and they were like, we're going to train this week to this week to this week. We'll bring it down and we'll have our, our fake end of the summer or end of the year swim meet um, to kind of give everybody that was showing up and taking, taking the time to show up uh, a trajectory, like somewhere to focus on, so it wasn't just swimming aimlessly yeah. and that it, it worked out great. Like having starting to bring back where I think we were swimming with like 12 in total. It was a six lane pool. We'd have like six at this end, six at this end. Um, and that totally changed everything. I, I had people on both sides of me that I could be like, that I could cheer on and then they could cheer on me. And we were getting right back into doing hard practices, hard workouts. We were able to start dry lands, uh, like very spread out and not really, not doing like, you had to bring your own med ball, bring your own mat kind of thing. But it, it was great. <laughs> it was, it was better is everything better than the 18 and 15 year <laughs> yeah and it, how did how did the end of the season meet go what would you would you swim oh gosh <laughs> what did i swim <laughs> um i think i swam a, a 200 back and when uh, uh 151 maybe something something right around there uh, I don't really remember what else I swam though. I have it written down somewhere, but it, for me, it was just like, let me get up and race. It was, it was more just like a fun opportunity to finish, close out the summer, which is something fun. Yeah. Did it, I mean, 
And you just said it was fun, but did you, you know, come away from that meet thinking, okay, these are some things I can work on heading into the fall. For sure. It, it, it was not only fun, but yeah, big learning opportunity. Cause I was able to see that even though my training got flipped upside down <laughs> due to the pandemic, I was still able to put up some fast times in the end. And it, it helped me kind of see like what I was doing and why I was training that whole time. And then it also showed me, it was like, Oh, this is perfect. I know exactly what I need to work on going into going to Wisconsin and going into the whole new environment there. Yeah. Which perfect segue. Um, (laughs) So you, you show up to Wisconsin, you know, I think freshman year for a lot of people is a big transition year. It's your first time being away from home, new coach, new team, um, you know, under these conditions, I mean, just tell me about how that transition has been so far for you. It was a little scary. (laughs) Not going to lie. It was a little scary. Um, little bit of risk kind of now going into what is hopefully going to be the, the Olympic year, changing coaches, changing environments. Um, changing kind of like living habits as well, being in a dorm. And so I was nervous, but I, it, it took probably up until October, by the beginning of October, we had really started bringing up the training. We were um, in the brand new pool that Wisconsin has, just incredible. Um, so nice so much better than anything i could imagine um better than the 15 yarder oh yeah it it just out just out (laughs) touches it (laughs) um so i was nervous but by when october started to come around i was like like i'm here and all the the whole coaching staff like they they know what they're doing and not only do they want to get the team to big tens and C's and all the above, like they want each swimmer to succeed as well. And it took me a minute or so to really learn that Um, coming from a club where I was racing mostly boys. We had one or two girls in the group (laughs) and I, I was, I was the eldest at that uh, on my club team or this past year I was, um, and going to this college team with multiple coaches coaching me instead of just one person and having guys over here that I'm racing, a guy maybe behind me in the lane and girls here and just switching it up every day, kind of having a different group, a different coach. And it was a huge transition, but I'm really happy that I made it. Yeah. I mean, that, that seems like it would overall be beneficial, but like you said, be a pretty big shift in those first, you know, in August, September, those first couple months before you, you finally started to really settle in. What do you feel like the, the biggest um, things you had to adapt to were? Um, I would honestly say the, the biggest things, the biggest thing for me was just the whole uh, living in a dorm and then eating dorm food. 
I, I take a lot of time to look at like my nutrition. I pay a lot of attention to it. Um, like each day I make sure, like, I know what I'm eating. I, I don't eat much junk food, if any at all. Um, I don't really, I'm not a big sweet tooth kind of person. So going into the, uh, dorm dining hall and kind of seeing the options <laughs> it was a little bit of a whoa what am I supposed to eat kind of thing um but after after kind of like talking with somebody and figuring some things out um I've been able to kind of do a lot of food wise meals like breakfast I can easily do in my dorm if it's oatmeal if it's toast or you know like i i can get breakfast done and i'm thankful that wisconsin provides lunch for the for us um like or a better lunch than what uh the dorm would uh provide because <laughs> hamburgers and hot dogs aren't the best fuel for me <laughs> um and then dinners i just have to pick out uh what i feel i need and just kind of figure it out as each day comes into the dining hall or if it happened, I have to eat out and order some type of salad or um, honestly, Chipotle has been a big savior of mine, even though it's, it is a fast food. It is, it's not the best thing for you, but you can make it better with picking the like certain options to put on top and all. Uh, but that's been probably the biggest challenge for me. That's it's really interesting. I think, yeah, I think dorm food period is a big change for a lot of people one way or the other. Some people love it. And for some, you know, and some people like you, it's like, it's, that's, you pay a lot of, you pay a lot of attention to your nutrition, which as a swimmer, I think that kind of comes with the territory or it does for a lot of people. Um, when did that become a big priority for you? Uh, the nutrition focus started for me, I want to say maybe end of my sophomore year of high school, right around then, or maybe middle of sophomore year. It, it was kind of the time where I started to no notice that swimming is really becoming serious. And uh, I do need to pay attention to what I eat because coming home from a three and a half hour long swim practice and going straight to a tub of ice cream and cookies is not the best fuel for my body <laughs> kind of thing. And so it's, it started right around there and it was just kind of like, let me watch when I eat. Let me cut back a little bit on sweets, like just some general things. Um, and then as I went into my senior year, gearing up for 2020, it was really, am I getting everything that I need from the meals that I'm eating? Um, I'm not, I, I don't want to be having basically empty calories. I want to make sure that everything that I eat is helping me for something. Am I fueling correctly before and after practices? And then during practices, if it means I have a bar next to my mesh bag and water bottle for the middle of a practice, like I need that. And that's, it kind of comes with if you ask most elite level swimmers that there are, they'll probably tell you the same thing. Like 
nutrition nutrition's important it's it's almost half of what swimming is <laughs> can you fuel correctly for what you're doing in the pool so yeah. it's it's a given <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah couldn't couldn't agree more nutrition is is key it's important uh, do you, this is just purely curiosity. Do you have a favorite snack? You know, you talked about your meals and, and trying to get good breakfast, good lunch, good dinner. Um, you know, but those in between, I feel like are some of the most important, you know, those quick fuels or those little snacks. Um, do you have a, do you have a favorite snack foods right now? Favorite snack food. Uh, oh, I've been, I, I, I've been dairy free for a little while. Um, and, but right now, one of my favorite, like, go-to snacks is just, a, a like, a dairy-free yogurt and then, like, some almond butter in it. And you can do it with regular yogurt, too. But that's just, like, I don't know what it is. It tastes like, it's, it's like ice cream to me. It's like dessert. And it's, it's a perfect, great grab-and-go snack as well. And that's, that's my go-to right now. <laughs> yeah, I... I've eaten that before and I can confirm or agree with you. It tastes like ice cream. I don't know <laughs> what happens but when you mix and you're like for almond butter, it's pretty thick and yogurt, yeah. you know, like you don't think they're going to mix well, or at least I don't, but then they do. It tastes like ice it's cream. Perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. It's just like, Oh, dessert, <laughs> dessert <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a, that's a great option. Um, so, so nutrition is key. For those of you listening out there, Phoebe Bacon knows it. Now you do too. Uh, so let's let's switch to the training. You know, obviously the environment is a lot different. Like you said, you have a lot of coaches. You have a lot more teammates to train with. Um, what is the what is the training itself like? Is that a big change for you, or is that pretty similar? I mean, I know Yuri used to coach at NCAP. Uh, and there's that connection, obviously. So are you, do you feel pretty comfortable with just the training style of the coaches? Um, once again, it was a change Not like it's, it's good. It was a change, but, uh, at the same time, it's, it's, it's swimming. My, and, um, I'm definitely doing a lot more practices. I came from doing one double a week uh, with NCAP to now doubling three times a week. And it doesn't mean every single one of those practices is like go in and die. Like we, we take the time to focus on the, the skill side of swimming and, and all. Um, I would say there's, there's a big focus at least in, at Wisconsin in general on underwaters and kicking which I did train a lot of back at NCAP, but it's taken to a whole nother level here, like throwing on socks or throwing on a, a parachute, which I'm not really used to and doing underwaters with that. And me basically drowning halfway through the swim. <laughs> um, there's that big focus and, but it, it's just, it's swimming still. We're doing a, a, definitely more yards than I'm used to, um, but I've already got. I would say I've already gotten used to it, and I'm a little nervous for when we go back to campus and we have a few weeks of no school and just swimming. <laughs> but 
but uh <laughs> hopefully I won't die too much but it'll be exciting yeah did so it in cap you know during during your high school years did you guys have a big Christmas training we did it it was a uh, I think like a week long of some tough practices. It's a lot of doubling, a lot of waking up early, going to practice, coming home, sleeping, going to your next practice. <laughs> uh, but it was, there was also a lot of enjoyable, fun practices thrown in that mix as well. Uh, and I've always really loved Christmas training. Like every year, I know it's going to be honestly probably some of the hardest few weeks that there are in swimming. But I also know that it's it's fun. It it makes you better, and like there's no question about that. Like you're going to get better if you're there to train hard, work hard during those few weeks of Christmas training. Yeah. Do you? Is there a set that stands out to you? that you've done over Christmas, a, a, any Christmas training, or, you know, you mentioned there were fun days. Was there a particularly fun set that you remember? Um, I know there's a fun set. I remember, I remember it's, uh, you do it in our, with one of my old coaches. He's, he's not with a, a club anymore, but um, he was awesome. Ian Rowe, every Christmas year we do this thing called alphabet soup and um you basically pick a letter and the letter corresponds with some mini set or mini event and it could range anywhere from you pick the letter b and you're swimming a 300 butterfly with your lane or you pick like uh the letter d and you get to give a 200 butterfly to, <laughs> to like another lane of swimmers um that's always been my favorite but that was that's when I was like 13 and 14 I would say as a 15 to 18 year old uh the sets have always changed they've always been tough <laughs> but they've always changed and nothing yeah. stands out really fair enough that alphabet soup sounds super fun <laughs> I think maybe I don't know maybe you should uh Make a plea to Yuri to bring it back. Oh, I will <laughs> some... try. <laughs> you have no idea. I will be. I will be begging for some fun practice. Alphabet soup. <laughs> please. <laughs> that's awesome. That's that sounds like a cool set, though. Um, all right. So heading into you know, obviously you've got Christmas training soon. It seems like you're 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 adjusting to Wisconsin. Well, you're in a good place. Heading into these next few months, um, you know, what are you thinking about? What's your focus in the pool? Obviously, you know, hopefully conference in C's happens. We've got trials on the horizon, um, but, you know, kind of January, February, what are you looking forward to? Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to some more racing opportunities. Hopefully it sounds like uh, the big 10 is, is gearing up to be able to have some type of season for us. So hopefully we'll get – I don't really know the specifics, but hopefully we'll get a few dual meets and then big tens and hopefully NCs. And that's 
probably what I'm looking forward to most just because it's it's my first year at college like it's my first technical college season and I, I want to be a part of that. I, I'm already, I already feel like such a part of the team at practices. I, I want to be a part of the team at meets. I want to be cheer. I really want to be cheering the team on and uh, getting loud on the, on the side of the pool, just like screaming my head off, cheering them on and all. Like I want that part that I'm missing. Make, makes sense. I think I think we all want that part. <laughs> I think we we're all missing cheering for swimming and having racing. Period. You know, obviously, the having ISL and US Open was great, but we 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 want it back. Um, oh yeah, I cannot <laughs> wait. Fingers crossed. But Phoebe, I I appreciate you taking the time to sit down and talk with me. Any parting thoughts before we sign off today? Good luck to everybody in their Christmas training. (laughs) We all need it. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.